We're here with another episode of Don't Leave to the Judges Podcast. I'm here with Patty, Broken Skull. Patty, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I missed the yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll just dump a little bit of that on them. Um, it is Don't Leave it to the Judges. And you guys know that this is a very, it's the, it's the perfect name for a podcast that talks about MMA, talking about the UFC, especially after this last card. Not as if the judges were so much necessary, but it's like you guys are leaving your fights up to anybody else but you. And that sucks. It's a one-man sport, and you're leaving it up to, I don't know, eye pokes, nut shots, doctors, Dana White. Also, let's start this. Let's start this right now. Because we know Bilal Muhammad is one of those guys that certainly listens to the top MMA podcast because he's got to get his he's got to get his little quips from there. You know, he's got to steal our lines about Colby Covington and Israel Adesanya and shit because he's an unoriginal thinker. You know, those memes that that kid is posting is just coming from somebody else who somebody DMing him. Hey, check out this meme I made of you as a referee during a Leon Edwards Colby Covington fight. Isn't that cute? Hey, man, why don't you use some artistic creativity and try to make one of those yourself? Or are you too stupid? Because it's not hard. You got to crop your little head out, put it on a referee. It's quite easy. Uh, just like your stupid little lines. The thing this guy is saying is fucking dumb. I mean, if I didn't hate this guy already, and this is what is annoying, is you have a guy who sort of defends Bilal, sort of says, hey, man. I realize a lot of you don't like him. Uh-huh. And he did it to himself. But then he tries to throw these stats at you. And I sent this to Sam. Sam knows exactly what I'm talking about. This is special for you guys, specifically Sam's brother. Um, I've, been kind of, I've been literally going after Bilal. I've sent specific tweets of my own to Bilal. Like, you stupid bitch. Seven out of your last ten fights have been decisions. You're not even a champion, so therefore you're not allowed to do that at all. If you want to be a champion, you have to finish fights because the only thing that sells a championship fight is a story or pay-per-view buys. And nobody is going to pay. They did not pay for – they weren't willing to make it a pay-per-view because it was girls headlining, okay? And you think for some – like Shevchenko and Grasso couldn't get a pay-per-view because they knew not worth the money. <laughs> and yet somehow Leon says, well, I'm in. But, guy, nobody wants you to be in. Uncle Dana sending you those fake texts that you made? What is that? Also, somebody else in your DM sending you a Photoshop pretending you talk to Dana like that? It's incredible. But the guy saying that, that, that he's went on this run. What did the guy – what was it? What do you say word for word, Sam? He said something about this guy going on this run. Yeah, okay. He goes, uh, unpopular opinion. I understand people don't like Bilal Muhammad. But if he beats Kamaru Usman – He'd be the greatest welterweight to have not won the undisputed title. It would at least be the greatest win streak to a title shot. And he quotes Damian Maya, uh, Sean Brady, Vin uh, Vicente Luque, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Gilbert Burns, and the alleged future upcoming Kamaru Usman. Hey, Sam, just look how many of those are decisions, my guy. <laughs> you don't actually have to look because it's most of them. <laughs> Most of them are decisions. He didn't finish Vicente Luque. He didn't finish Sean Brady. He didn't finish Damian Maya. These were decisions. And we're supposed to somehow put your motherfucking hat up there, put your name in the hat as to, uh, to be a future champion. Hey, man, we already got enough champions to go to the decision every single fucking fight. We don't need another. 
I'm about to start watching just Jake Paul only. Let me see some fucking finishes. God damn it. I was just thinking, just, man. We, that, let me, I got one last thing. Good, good, good. Are we supposed to be impressed with other guys doing what Nate Diaz already did? Because that's what it is. We're impressed because Nate Diaz stayed in all these fights. He fought these fights, but they were all decision, and most of the time he lost. Are we supposed to be impressed with the guy like that who's doing the same shit? We already saw the guy do that and not get a championship belt. Why the fuck should you? Sit down, dude. Go sit back in the audience because that's the only place you belong, bro. Do they even show this dude during the fights? Hey, Bilal Muhammad's here. Who gives a fuck? That's all. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, you know, their pay-per-views come on. The main event will be on like 1 a.m. Eastern time. Imagine, just imagine how excited you are. You're, <laughs> you stay awake to watch Bilal Muhammad show up. You're going to instantly fall asleep. I mean, there's no it's, staying awake to watch this fight. Hasn't that already happened? I can't I watch this fight. I can't watch this fight at three in the afternoon. How would I watch this fight at one a.m. in the morning? Um, that's nap time. You know what I mean? That's nap time. This is one of the fights that you can go take a pee on and come back, and the same thing's still happening. If Kamaru Usman is actually taking on Bilal Muhammad, you're in trouble, dog. What? You're not on the same level by any stretch. Leon Edwards barely was. You know what I'm saying? And he just got lucky. You're gonna get that lucky, Bilal. You haven't got that lucky with Vicente Luque or Stephen Thompson. Stop. Stop it. You're making yourself look dumb. And then this 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 fucking this Twitter shit, it's getting to be more ridiculous than anything because you look like a girl. You're doing girl shit. You're trying to hype up this thing to get you a fucking fight like Dana's on your social media. Like, I wonder how Bilal's doing if he's getting a lot of likes. They don't give a fuck, bro. That's not going to sell your pay-per-view. Your MMA fans are not just hanging out on Twitter. I'm going to tell you that right now, guy. A lot of the people that are huge MMA fans, me and Sam are huge MMA fans, but I'm not sitting here telling you about my fucking weekly jujitsu practice, am I? But a lot of them are, right? Those guys are actually fucking training and shit, Sam. That's what they're doing. That's their life. They live this lifestyle and then talk about MMA and the most droning shit like Dominic Cruz commentating any fight. But here we are, sitting at the top top five, you know what I mean? So uh, Bilal Muhammad is my new target, okay? Kill shot, bitch. I hate the fucking guy. I, I would I will respect Mike Jackson until the end of his career in comparison to this fucking freak. I mean, ugly son of a bitch too, ain't he? He's got a fucking face like a Easter Island Easter Island statue as well. Oh, it does just strange eyes too, going different directions. You're like Bisbing, but both your eyes probably work. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. Fucking guy talks too much. He talks too much, and I've said enough to him. If you really got a problem, you can you can respond to any of my fucking tweets directly to you guy. Nobody running, because he, he knows I'm right. That's all it is. I'm basing this off of facts, Sam. It's not because I think he's a shitty person. I'm seeing too many decisions, and that's not an exciting and enticing matchup at all when I know that you're just going to try to survive. Marvin Vittori did that, and it doesn't fucking work, bro. You have to finish fights. You want to be a champion. You might get a shot, but it's also going to be the most boring and untalked about fucking title shot in the history. Fucking five rounds. Go to sleep, dude. <laughs> so I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Please. Uh, UFC has announced Patty Pimlet versus... Tony Ferguson at UFC 296, oh, and it stirred up quite a bit of controversy online because Tony Ferguson, he's lost six in a row, and people, they've been criticizing UFC already for, uh, actually, the, uh, John McCarthy has actually even said it himself, you know, even though he's in Bellator, that, hey, Patty Pimblett fought better competition where he was before the UFC. They bring him in, they put shitty competition against him. So now this is stirred up. Tony Ferguson against Patty Pimlet. Ferguson's lost six in a row. So people are like, oh, again, they're throwing somebody to Patty Pimlet. But now you have a couple people come out. Brendan Schaub, 
is saying that, oh man, Tony Ferguson is going to, uh, that, that's a, that's a very competitive fight. Then you got, uh, uh, Chael Sonnen coming out and saying, Tony Ferguson's going to destroy Patty Pimlet, which I would love to see, to be honest with you. But yeah, man, you want the guy to fight, step up and fight better competition. And then you put him against somebody that has lost his last six fights. Yeah, I think the situation here, I can't agree with a lot of these guys, both of them, both angles, because I do also see a possibility of Tony Ferguson doing well if Patty's going to wrestle. If Patty chooses to wrestle instead of because that's where Tony's been fucking up. He's been standing way too much. You know, he's taken a lot of shots, all the Cerrone and the damage that he did with all these guys that he was fighting, you know, where fights ended via damage. Tony took damage, too. Tony got hurt as well. He took a lot of headshots, took a lot of body shots, and still stayed standing. You can't keep doing that this late in your career, especially against a guy who's so fresh like Patty. And the guy's still hungry. You know, Patty wants to be there. And Tony Ferguson's a name, so it still has, it still sells because it is a name. But I also think that that just the age alone, uh, Patty being yeah. willing willing to lose, I think is gonna is gonna matter because every fight we've seen him in. In the UFC thus far, he has been close to losing. Yes. There's been moments of him losing. So I think he's comfortable. What You have to be comfortable doing that, right, as a fighter. You have to be – like Bisbing to me is a prime example of that. A guy who was like, yeah, I lost. Next. You know what I mean? Like I like that mentality, but you also have to think, Tony hasn't done well in his last several fights, dude, but it's been a lot of stand-up. Go to the ground, Patty. Let's wrestle. Let's see what this grappling does. Tony's uh, he's devastating on the ground. Let's see if he's still got it, man. That's all I want. Don't stand there and try to bang with the kid. Oh, if Pimble, that happens, then, I, you know. Yeah, Pimble hasn't fought since December of last year. And that was that fight with Jared Gordon. Where it, If you watch that, there's, there's no way. Absolutely. I mean, he Absolutely. lost that fight. Yeah. The fight was lost. And, and I'll 100%. bring up McCarthy again. His son was refereeing that fight. And he's like, I called my son up and told him he got it wrong. Wow. He's, he, he, McCarthy thinks that the judges were kind of influenced by the crowd. Absolutely. The crowd reacting... You know, very loudly to each shot that Pimblet landed, versus the shots that Gordon was landing. So let's let's throw this in there. This is some news I don't think we've talked about on the show yet, but uh, I do want to say, like you said, this this will sell a fight just because it's it's already being talked about it so much now. Controversy is good for fights. So talking, you're talking Ferguson and Pimblet. Yeah, I mean it's all kinds of all kinds of fucking talking on online about hey, whether this fight should have been fight should have been made or not made so i mean it's this fight has already uh garnered the amount of tension that you want for any fight Absolutely. and dana white is saying if ferguson loses then he's probably gonna that's gonna be yeah. it for him what does it matter you know what i mean for what does it matter you know this is a this is a good for patty one way or the other mm-hmm. win or lose for him i think it's good for him uh, the experience alone, if Tony can actually fight, he brings something to the fucking table. You know, I feel like ever since he, he broke that knee or whatever on that cable uh, for the Khabib fight, he's not been the same guy. You know, there were some great matchups in there where he's fought some tough guys. You know, the, like I mentioned earlier, the fucking Donald Cerrone, of, of course. Incredible matchups, you know, incredible fights. Uh, but something's happened. I mean, I think he's taken just as much damage as a lot of these other guys, and it's just changed him. But I hope that – because Patty's predominantly a wrestling guy. He's definitely got hands, but – him against Tony and Tony as crafty as he is on the ground, I think that's something he should try to look for, you know, if he wants to stay in the fight. That's just my opinion this early, and you're right. That attention is huge, dude. You're already selling it. I'm already in. Well, 
Would you like to talk about the Contender Series? Just oh, the, oh, no, the thing I was going to add. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Chris Lieben. Yeah. Legendary Chris Lieben, the Crippler, making his judging debut, right? Yes. I don't know where this was. I don't know what fights these were, but that, we've said this from the beginning with the referees, with the commentators. You guys have to have been in there. You have to have been in there. If you haven't been in there, we just can't believe that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was the event that just took place. So I guess it's the same thing with us, though, Sam. We haven't really been in the octagon. Mm. <laughs> oh. But we, we, you know, as far as outsiders, we've, we've been pretty goddamn accurate. I mean, we've knocked some shit out the park that most people were like, that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Justin Gaethje? Huh? Called it. But, yeah, he... I'm not, he, he, I'm not Brendan Schaub. Go ahead. Oh, he was the judge on the last event. The, really? Yeah. UFC? Yep, the UFC last event. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's great. It's just like seeing Frank Trigg as a as a referee. You know, I love that shit. Yeah, I like that too. And he, to me, he's a likable guy. Like I understood where that guy Which was guy? coming from. Chris Lieben, when Absolutely. he was on Ultimate Fighter, I understood where that guy was coming from. Fucking, he's just a regular guy. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I don't know what I watched, but I watched some sort of comeback when he was coming to the BKFC that was on fucking uh, YouTube or something. And Chris Lieben's, he's shredded now. He's big mm-hmm. as ever, dude. Sitting next to these fucking twink judges. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You guys paying attention. Make sure you're watching. You fucking keep him in line, man. Get Mark Coleman to start judging fights. Fuck we talking about. He's still relatively uh, cognizant, you know? Unlike Chuck Liddell. Chuck seems fucked up, man. Talking all slow and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> bothering me. Still love him, though. All right, so let's talk about this contender series, man. I think let's it's only it. right. One of the better ones as of late. I was happy with a lot of the performances. I was happy with the way that it ended. You know, uh, we'll talk about that heavyweight one. You'll have to. These are the last two that I watched right before the show started, but that's fine. The first three fights, let's get it. All right, so, Vinicius Dia Oliveira, uh, Victor Madrigal or something. Yeah. So, all right, th- this fight, I actually, uh, you know, I was going through and I looked these fights up, all the fights on Contender Series, and I saw where this Vinicius guy, he's got a lot of first round knockouts, and this Victor guy. He's fought in like nobodies, like guys that are six and five, shit like that. So I actually put a little bit of, you know, so a little bit of cash down, fucking Yanni, on uh, this Vicious D. Oliveira for a knockout in the first round and it fucking paid off. But yeah, this this guy threw a left hand. This Victor, he did not see this coming whatsoever. I mean, he okay. started to fight off great with a bunch of leg kicks to set it up. This guy's on fire. I, I'd like to see what he does in the future. Okay, this is the guy that was in the red shorts. He had kind of an afro sort yeah. of deal. Looked like uh, Alex Caceres with some muscle. Yeah. For real, he looked like a stacked Caceres. And the thing that I found strange about the way that he finished that fight is he threw two strikes ahead of that left hand, and neither one of them connected. Now, my head, I'm thinking, well, he was setting it up, you know? Or was he just like, I'm fucking swinging for the fences. Whichever one of these three connects, I hope, I hope, you know what I mean? I hope one of them connects. And the one that did, dude, the... The man hit his head on the octagon floor so fucking hard. Like, yeah. I, I, dude, it bounced twice. It was incredible. And, uh, yeah, what's the kid's weight class? I don't have that. A bantamweight. Wow. Okay. That's some tough power for bantamweight. I like it. Let's go. I want to say after last night, you might as well just call me Sam the Greek from now on. So, all right. This next right, fight. I like it. I'm with it. Uh, Carla uh, Judas. This lady, okay, she came in, Ernesto, and they said this lady's last name a couple different ways, but it was like, uh, Kerskeet. Well, 
All right, so I already knew. I was oh. like, oh, my, my man Patty Broken Skull's watching where they're talking about Carlos' softball career. I'm like, he's like rolling his eyes right now. Fucking, he's like, I played yeah. softball, and then I tried this, and I tried that, and here I am. I figure I could do this. So You know why that's annoying, Sam? Is because of all the other athletic things that all the guys have done that they don't talk about. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he was a, he was a fucking D1 college football player. Oh, you know, they never mention that about the guys because they're like, he has a great striking percentage. <laughs> but I'll tell you this about these females, dude. Right. This should make everybody who tries to wrestle on the Contender Series angry. <laughs> For real, because these, these two women came out and started beating the hell out of each other. They went after. They tired themselves out in the first five minutes because they tried to hit each other as much as they could. And it was beautiful work. Beautiful work. They were moving. I mean, the footwork, they were in and out, the head movement. It was fantastic because a lot of them didn't connect. But they were after it. it was just, and all I was thinking, I was like, man, if most of the guys did that, even attempted that, I'm, I'm giving you props 100% even if you lose. Because you look hungry. You look like you want to be here. And both those girls look like they want a fucking job. They look like, hey, man, this isn't just a, a hobby for me. It's a lifestyle. Remember that softball thing we talked about? I don't even know why they brought that up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking crazy. They actually, it was a good fight. It was a fun fight. Scary women. These girls, they beat the hell out of each other. I'll give you that. What was the defense for any of these chicks? It's like no one taught them to defend. Yeah, they, they just moved their heads. They, they didn't just, ever put their hands up. They didn't put they their hands got, up at all. It was all but, counter strikes. I saw the ginger looking girl. She had some of the be- better head movement because the other girl was tall. And as they were closing the distance, she would throw punches, try to move her head, and the other girl would just throw a jab out. She would literally have her head down, just put her hand out and hit her in the face. Yeah. Like, no, no, fucking, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta avoid yeah, that. Yeah, there's not one. much power. That's how I did. Right, there was no follow through at all. There's, yeah, that happened a lot. And both of these girls got a contract. So, I love it. I didn't stick around for that. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I didn't see who got the contracts, but I love it. I, I literally okay. was just saying that. I'll go with I that. You know, the Venetius de Oliveira, he got a contract, and then both of these chicks got a contract. And uh, I believe Dana White said he gave them both the win bonus also. I love it. I love it. All like right. I said, they can't I, – I don't okay, – call me uh, uh, Patty White, I guess, right? Because I'm seeing just like Dana now. I saw these two women come in and show me they won a job. We don't even see most of the guys – like then you go to the heavyweights and you're like, motherfucker, who wants to be here? This is weak. This is weak. Y'all just hanging on each other's back. Fuck off, dude. You're yeah. heavyweights. Well, Sam the Greek, he put money on this – and the next fight, he parlayed them both to go into a decision, and it paid off again. Beautiful work. At a magical night last night, as far as that goes. Yeah, nailed but, it. Uh, Sam, Sam won $38, guys. Yeah, wasn't much. <laughs> Still a win, though. That's all that matters, because we don't get to fucking do the predictions I, I don't no stake so that much. Good. All right. Uh, Danny Silva, Angel, Pacheco. Right, Silva, they're talking about he's trained by Cub Swanson. Uh, Pacheco is a Golden Gloves boxer. Oh, that, that was the guy with the very hairy arms. <laughs> All okay. right, so these guys, they come in, and it looked like the female match that had just happened. They were just – one thing that, that was kind of strange is I think Silva could have knocked Pacheco out if he would backed up a little bit. He got yeah, like he, two he, inches to him and was punching him. It's kind of like not, a, not even just that. He, he, he transitioned to the left elbow. Which, if you were paying attention, Sam, this motherfucker never put up his left hand. He was defending like this up against the fence. So when those left elbows were coming over, they were just hitting his glove, whereas his other hand was down. So he, if he would have switched, switch hands, dude. Go to the other side that's open. 
Because that even when when he was throwing the, the combinations at him up against the fence, the dude was putting his left hand. He was he was putting one of the one side was up, one side was down the whole time, like the Philly shell almost, right? Just like his ear. Like, and I'm like, why the fuck did you just swing at it? <laughs> well, it is what it is. But he he's, he's still. I thought he had him finished in the first round. Yeah, I thought he had him finished, but he, he didn't. He didn't alternate. He probably tired himself out a bit. Couldn't finish the guy. Ended with a split decision. But uh, no, unanimous. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, no, actually, the Silva, I believe it was all 30-27. Yeah, no, I, I corrected yeah, myself. It was. Uh, okay, and uh, yeah, he just stood so close to him. Like, is the guy blind? Back up a foot, uh, and you might knock the guy out. How old How old was the Silva guy? He seemed younger. 24, 25? Uh, that's a good question. I'll find out. Because that might also be why. <laughs> he might be used to the other league where he's been able to do that. It's like when the dude um, will just melt. You're told how to walk around the horse. Get up close to it. It's 26. That way, if okay. it kicks you, there's no pressure. And that's how he was, like, punching this guy. But Like he's holding down a deer. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, uh, man, he stood so close to him that he just – I didn't think he could he could have much pressure on his punches because he's standing so right at the guy. Maybe get him some contact lens or something. But uh, those guys, they stood there and traded all three rounds and – Silva, he won 30-27, but Checo, you know, he was in the fight the whole time. Well, there was a couple times he looked like he was about to be over with, especially <laughs> yeah, right at the sure. start. But, I mean, he turned it around every single time that happened. Mm-hmm. And Dana White, he calls Silva's name for a contract. And then he mentions that he went backstage and saw Pacheco at the table crying. And he's like, what are you crying about, kid? And they Pacheco says, I wanted to win that fight so bad. I'm sorry I let you down. So he gave him his winning purse also and a contract. So wow. gave both these guys a contract. He said, if you want to show me that you want to fight and prove that you want to fight, Thank willing you. to fight, I'm getting you a contract. So Hasn't that been all I've been saying? Hasn't that been all we've been saying? I mean, since, uh, what was it, Bla- uh, Blake Pfeiffer? What's his name? Joe Pfeiffer. Jo- Joe Pfeiffer. Yeah. Since that card, that's all we've... Dude, show up like you want it. Make us believe you want it. The end result can vary, but pretend like you want to fucking be there. If, you, if you're talking about your fucking LLC, you got to take care of your dead, your dying grandma and all this extra shit, bro, it's not going to work. We want to see you... It, it's a dogfight in there. It's a job interview. Show, show up and prove. It's that simple. All right, now the heavyweights, man, this is where it gets weird. Because this is, you're doing exactly <sighs> what we don't want already, right? Like Dana's sitting there going, I don't even want to watch anymore. This is fucking <laughs> god awful. I bet you, okay? Not like Yanni the Greek, you know, not a literal bet. Um, but the other guy was in such great shape and didn't get to do shit. You know, the guy, the super hairy guy was super jacked as well, super fit for being a heavyweight. And yet the, the chubby guy's all over his back, just holding him down constantly. Uh, up until the illegal thing. And I want you to explain this because I didn't exactly see it. I just saw the okay. guy on the ground. Was so, it illegal? All that shit. Not at all. All right, so here's, here's what happened. We got Paul Felder. He created what the fuck happened, man. He didn't literally create what happened. This guy, like, willed it on. Paul Felder, right before this, was talking and goes, Hey, what's the rules on a down fighter? The, don't your whole palm have to be on the ground? And I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, nah, man. I'm pretty sure your finger hits the ground. You're fucking yep. down. Any, anything. Yep. 
So, and they like to have this big conversation about, they think your whole, whole fucking palm has to be down for some reason. I don't know why, no, no, because, where they got that from. I, can, can I give you my reference point for this? That I, that I know it's not the entire hand. Uh, Andre Feely. Andre Feely up against the fence. I can't remember who he's fighting against, but he's up against the fence. He's got him wrapped around the body and he's got two feet on the ground and he keeps putting just the, his fist, mm -hmm. his left fist. He would lift it and try to adjust. And then he put his hand right back down on the ground, not his hand, his fist, just the top mm -hmm. of the glove. Mm hmm. That's that counts. Yeah, that's the that's my reference point. That's when yeah. I remember the the rule. You know that rule being like, oh, it doesn't have to put any any part of that arm on yeah. the ground, dude. I'm pretty sure even a one finger down there is good enough. Now yep. you can't keep fucking around. Uh, I've seen Herb Dean call out a fighter that right. was down there, had his finger up, put it back, put it down over and over. It's like as soon as the guy uh, he'd pull it up, as soon as the guy start to knee him, he'd stick his finger uh -huh. down real quick. And Herb Dean was like, nope, you're playing the game. It, it's legal. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this fight, dude had some fingers. Right after Paul Felder said this, it's so ironic. You know, maybe um, two minutes later, he's got his fingers down on the, on the mat, and guy hits him with the knee in the head. And Paul Felder's like, oh, look, look, his fingers come off the mat. Yes, his fingers come off the mat because he was getting he kneed in the, the fucking knee. head. The <laughs> yeah. knee was like lifting him up. That's why his fingers came off the mat. But Is that, that always the case, though? I mean, this didn't happen, and then they had this conversation. They uh -huh. had this conversation, and then this happened. That's what's very odd. So now the con Hold on. The conspiracy theorists online that believe the MMA world is set up in some way is going to have a heyday with this one. <laughs> like on the Contender Series, even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was wild. So this goes, at the end of this fight, uh, at the end of the show, Dana White, when he's giving out contracts, he's like, I'm not even going to talk about this. All I'm going to say, the fight sucked. Everything <laughs> sucked. The ref sucked. So now, I love that I didn't hear any of Dana's stuff yeah. because I'm sort of doing what, what Paul Felder did in this fight and sort of premeditating. What's yes. going to happen with what Dana says by sort of saying it myself ahead of time? It's weird. <laughs> oh, they need Paul Felder on there to give his bets. Yeah, Fuck no the shit. Greek. <laughs> Stop talking about these other guys. Paul's confused about the rules still. Let's see what he takes. <laughs> he's like, you can't kick him in the face while he's down? That's not. He saw this he coming. He had to. I don't know. It's so strange. All he's, right. being fed, he's being fed everything through an earpiece, remember? So. But, I mean, Dana said the fight sucked. And I know, you know, I hate seeing grappling heavyweights as well. But man, this well, that, Bazian guy was all over this other guy from the start of the fucking fight. So I thought, also, damn, this guy ain't even going to be able to compete. He's all over him, riding his ass. Yes, Sam, and that's <laughs> fine if you're already in the UFC. But they also knew that he was a wrestler by bringing the fucking guy in. They knew that's yes. what he was going to do. But also, it's a contender series, and you knew that as well. Because mm -hmm. I guarantee you, whoever your agent or manager is or your mom or whoever the fuck sent you the contract via email, it says... Get a fucking first round finish, dude, and you're guaranteed a contract. How about that? Because that, hey, Sam, it says that on the game. <laughs> right now on UFC 4, it says you when you go through the career mode, you get to a point after fighting like three amateur fights, you get to fight on Dana White's contender series. And your your coach tells you if you get a first round finish, you're guaranteed a contract. You're guaranteed to be in the UFC. And here are these guys that, well, you never played the game. Martin Boudet played the game. Sean O'Malley played the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? These guys played the game. A.J. Fletcher played the game. We'll talk more about that. Um, 
it's, my point is, is we all are kind of aware there's too many seasons of this show to be existing for you not to know what you're getting yourself into and thinking that somehow wrestling this guy is going to lead to your victory. Yeah, take him down, do your Khabib thing, finish the fight, though. You know, that's yeah, still well, the goal. That's what I was saying. If he had to pull them down, he pulled him down immediately. If he had jumped on him and finished him, that would have so been a different story. Too. At that moment, that's where you could be the most successful. You know what I mean? It was soon, when everyone's dry, that's when you could be the most successful, depending on what your tactics are. If it is just wrestling and just holding a guy down, you know, Chael Sonnen was even more exciting than that. That's <laughs> sort of his style. He'd at least punch you in the head, <laughs> you know, try to choke you. All right, uh, Danny Barlow versus Raheem Forrest. Um, These guys are from the same city. They're like knew each whoa. other, friends. It's pretty wild. So I like that. I can't wait to see the Diaz brothers fight. And I like, Danny, yeah, I like Danny Barlow's attitude. Even before the fight started, he was like, "Yeah, I told bra, I was like, you fighting for your family, I'm fighting for my family, man. We just go right. out there and see how it, how it, uh, how, it, how it plays out, you know." Uh huh. Oh, but uh, yeah, this guy he had great, uh, you know, he was great on the microphone as well. His speed, his power. Can you tell me where they were from, though? His accuracy, Memphis. Okay, all right, I like it. I like it. Interesting. Interesting down there being that, you know, Bryce Mitchell, not exactly there, but you know what I mean? The whole South thing. I don't want this guy crawling on a fucking cross. <laughs> All right. But yeah, this was, this. this was too quick to even, I mean, it, it wasn't much of a fight at all. Now, hold on. This is another situation like the AJ Fletcher that I just kind of mentioned. It's like, yeah, we, we see you do that in the contender series and that's fine. Get your contract. But how many times do we see it play out in the UFC actually? Right? How many of these people have came in their first fight off the contender series and been as successful? It's such a rare thing. So we can see a star. You know, Sean O'Malley did it and he did well and continued to do well. Right? There's a couple guys that had that potential. You know, the Bonfim guy, right? There's a couple different guys that have that star power and they're also doing well in the UFC. But seeing a guy get slept in, in a minute and 20 seconds, all I'm asking is what do you do against a guy who avoids that strike? You know, what do you do for the next three minutes, four minutes? That's what I want to see. Uh, like Chidi uh, and Jukawani, right? Chidi was kind of that way. Highlight reel. Did well as soon as he came in, and then you just see him fighting top-of-the-line guys, and it's just a different thing. It's a much more difficult fight. Uh, speaking of difficult fights, let's talk about this card, man. Let's do it. This this first fight, uh, Montserrat, oh, We needed something. <laughs> Tamir's Vidal. And I just wrote down here, Vidal, there was no action. This fight didn't have much action at all. And Rendon, she kind of sealed the deal at the very last round. Uh, she had a lot of ground control time, even though she didn't do anything with it. And she ended up winning by a split decision. All right, didn't see this fight at all. It, it's uh, nothing. It's nothing to see. Yeah, I saw part of the second fight, the next okay. fight. Well, this fight, we knew it was over with as soon as Hannah Goldie went to get a takedown and couldn't get it. <laughs> it's like it's, yeah. uh, but she's in trouble. What can she yep. do? Nothing. Now she's got to take a bunch of punches, or attempt more takedowns that fail. All right. I mean, what yeah. a per perfect okay. name though. Like this is somebody that if she was a much better, I mean, she's so stacked, dude. There's no way that she's not fucking lifting more weights than her boyfriend. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the name Hannah Goldie, the blonde hair, the athleticism that she does possess. If she was actually, you know, she's well rounded in the ground area. If she could get the striking under control, that's a sellable person. That's a marketable person. Hannah Goldie with fucking gold, gold hair. Like, you know what I mean? You could sell this woman. Uh, but unfortunately, she lost by decision. Uh, probably the third one in a row, I think. Something like that. It's been wild. I, she did get knocked out by Molly McCann, though. So we'll get... 
All right, Muhammad Usman versus Jake Collier. Love this fight. What a fun fight. Uh, great poke in the eye. Uh, it was one of those, and I say that because he came back from it. Collier came back from it and continued to fight. But I told you exactly what needed to happen, Sam. And it's the accuracy now that's the problem. Muhammad is is great at exploding. The motherfuckers. Did you see when he he like picked him up, dumped yeah, him on his head? Yeah, that was uh, round three, a huge slam. Yeah, he slammed well, the shit like, out of him. I mean, like doing like a rag doll. And it, that's what I'm saying. It looked like effortless. Like one armed him, just sort of shoulder shrugged him into the air. Like what the fuck, bro? Homie's so strong, but he has to get his accuracy down, and he's he's becoming. I don't know how to I don't know how to explain it, where it's like, he, when he gets touched. There is a little bit of timidness. He will pull back a little bit where it's like, you're going to get touched. You mm-hmm. have to engage. Know that it's coming. Expect the touching. You can handle it. You'll be fine. But he did get touched that one time. Yeah, right at the beginning so, of the yeah, fight, Yeah, that was too. pretty tough. Right at the beginning of the fight. <laughs> and that's when, I, that's when you start to notice wobbled. it. But he, the thing that I liked about Muhammad is even in that moment, he knew he was rocked. Not, he didn't even know he was rocked. He shook his head. Like you didn't get me. <laughs> Bro, your feet were, on, were under you. We can tell. You don't got to shake your head. It's not one of those fights. But Collier, like I told you, is very well-rounded. This is one of those guys, he's, a very, he's an MMA fighter. He's, he's skilled pretty much everywhere the fight goes, and he's always there. He's not one of these guys that's just out of shape and bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a little out of shape, but the, the guy fights. He fucking brings it to you, and Muhammad is just a monster, just a beast, just a big boy, athletic as all hell. If somebody could, you know, he get in there with that guy, who's the blonde guy that does all the striking, talks about all the striking and shit? Mate, try to make his own gloves. I forget his name. Rashad Evans, coach and shit. Trevor something. You know who I'm talking about, though. If he could get Trevor Wit Wit Trevor something, work with this guy. Get get your striking under. Stop fearing. Stop fearing getting hit. And, and, and Muhammad is very very uh, probable to be a top five heavyweight in this in this current UFC. Now this next fight, <laughs> Mal Malcown versus Brundage. Okay. Brundage had a quick takedown as soon as the fight started. Malcoon is back up, no trouble. Teed off on Brundage. And then elbowed him in the back of the head. The referee stops the fight after the shot landed on the back of Brundage's head. And what upset me right here about this fight is, could you see where the announcers were in relation to where Cody Brundage was? Not that I they, can remember. They were right behind him. Like, when he okay. had the camera facing Cody Brundage, and he's mm-hmm. setting up on the cage trying to recover. The announcers right. are literally, they're like five feet away from him, right behind him. Okay. And they were, you know, they're they're trying to figure out if if Brundage was going to be able to continue or not. And these fucking announcers within earshot, and, you know, it may not have been any different, but they were, they were weighing the options. They were like, you know, if he was to, all of a sudden they know the rules. By the way, you know, <laughs> yeah. if he stays down right here and doesn't and refuses to fight, he'll win by disqualification, dude. Mm-hmm. And they, they're literally like five feet away. They might not even been five feet away. There's no way in hell he didn't hear them talking about that. And I'm right. like, damn, there ain't no way he's getting up and fighting now after hearing this mm-hmm. shit. Because it, you know, anyway, like I said, they know the rules all of a sudden. Because I got a feeling if they would have said, yeah, this fight, you know, it. It might uh, just be no decision, blah, 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 something like that. Maybe the guy would have recovered and fought. But then yeah. back there, yeah, he's better off just just, just laying down uh, and not fighting because, you know, that'll be a disqualification because if they stop it 
it, it, like it, it, if it stopped it after, if it's not a disqualification, then they would score it. He would lose. But this is definitely going to be a disqualification. So he should just hang out where he is. And I'm holy fuck, dude. Anyway, I do realize that they have to vamp. <laughs> they have to put something in there yeah, in, the, in, in this time. I wish they were soundproofed or something. Yeah, do do something to where they can't absolutely hear everything you're saying. Because the other thing is, too, is if they're wearing headsets, dude, you're talking louder. Mm-hmm. And the judges you know, aren't you... that far away from them either when they That's say wild. shit. I didn't even think about that, but let me get your thoughts on it. Do you think this was uh, worthy for him? Should he have stopped? Should he, should he have continued? What do you think? I didn't think it was that bad. I'm curious. <laughs> I want to know. It was at right at the base of the skull. It, too, it was. It was, but. It was a forearm. Do I've I, taken straight knuckles to the back of the head. Do I think no he could have recovered? Yes. Yes, I do. I do too. I, I but I, honestly, can I be can I be honest Go with you? Ahead. As I watched, you could start to see the red. Like it would it was getting more inflamed as he continued to sit there. Because at first there was like nothing. But the longer he sat there, just you could start to see where he actually connected. And it was like on the side of the base of the head, because that's where the forearm had hit. It wasn't even the the edge of the elbow which if it was the edge of the elbow i could make an exception and be like that's fucked yeah that's yeah, splitting that's exactly. your head open but a forearm to the back of the head they do that shit in fucking basketball mm. <laughs> you know what i mean like that's that's just clothesline shit in wrestling and that stuff's not real sam <laughs> all right i'm sorry yeah i just uh, don't yeah, like I, I, I honestly put them I, guys in a soundproof booth or something yeah do something else <laughs> with that that's interesting that you take that uh you, you saw that uh, you made that observation and we know the fighters can hear him because kevin I, holland he'll talk back and forth to dc why he's in a fight you see them do this a lot. They pull their headset off their ear. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, good job. Whatever. I mean, Dana yells from the table, right, during the contender series, which it can't be that much that much of a you know difference in distance. But uh, I also do think that Cody Brundage might have already had that intention, and he's happy that it went that way. Oh. You know what I mean? Like For he sure. kind of seems like a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was he was getting teed off on in that fight. Yeah. The way he came out, I mean, everything uh, leading up to him walking into the cage, I'm like, I don't know, this guy seems like a dirtbag. Uh, this is your last fight on your contract. Yeah, you better take that disqualification win. Uh, Tim Means versus Andre Fialho. I mean, buddy, do we not say? We I called mean, this. Give me a fucking break, dude. We're doing something here. We just need more listeners. Start paying attention. Start sharing the shit, you know, Sam's brother. You know, share it on your Facebook. I don't know where you have social media. You get it. But... Here's this fucking veteran versus a guy who's essentially putting everybody he's facing asleep, and he does his fucking job. Tim Means is a guy, Sam, that comes in and just does his fucking job, buddy. That's it. That's all we ask for. Do your job, Tim. Do your motherfucking job. He's almost 40 years old, and he's still the dirtiest bird out of all of them. Let's get it, man. That's wild. Absolutely wild. That's the shit that we like, though, man. You like to see these guys do that. Because and it's not even like, hey, oh shit, Tim Means is gonna get a title shot. No, no, we're just proving a point. We're just making a point. So if Tony Ferguson comes in and fucking does some nasty shit, well, I mean, point proven, right? Still a veteran. I'm still a veteran. Welcome to my house. Time to learn. <laughs> Tim Means showed showed this dude, but that also doesn't take very much away from Fila, uh Andre. Well, however you say his last name, also because mm. is Tim Means. You know what I mean? This is a guy who's been in there fucking way longer than you a lot more times and fought some of the best in the fucking game. And you think you're going to come in and walk around him? Stop it. You're going to stand in front of him? No. All right. It, it was you an enjoyable else? fight. I mean, Filio got beat up. He, yeah. he had a couple of moments in that fight. 
You know, it was doing just That's all. That's why I say I take nothing away. Yeah, it was it was good. It was a good, and and you know, feel, means really in the third round, man. He just he went for the fucking finish, and that's <laughs> that's what you need to do. That's what we need to see. And this Love next it. fight, I was a little surprised by this next fight. Miles Johns, Dan Argeta. In what way? Which part? I don't know, man. I thought I thought Argeta, and and I predicted this with Johns before, but I thought Argeta would be able to get him to the ground and do something with him. But right. I will say, Argeta was the aggressor. He came forward the whole fight. He just came Terrifying. forward and got cracked. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. Over and over. He just walked right into his fist. Uh, I mean, Miles <laughs> Johns at a certain point was just tagging him and then like shaking off the punch. Yeah. He, would, he would tag him, stretch his arms out, get back in the stance, throw more shots. The dude just kept coming forward. It was absurd. But I will say, something I did like, you know, I make I made fun of a bit of the Bryce Mitchell thing there for a second earlier, but Miles John still kind of had the same thing at, at the end. But I did enjoy it. I like the way that he talked on the mic, and I, I I like that from that guy. You know what I mean? He's a guy that doesn't present himself as that type of a person, and that sucks because just because you have tattoos, a shaved head, a beard, whatever the fuck it may be, you can still be a humble guy who believes in angels. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fine. It's still fine. You don't know. There's a lot of people that have very Christian tattoos because again. Just because you look a certain way, you know what I mean? Fucking stop judging that. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, Charles Jordan. Uh-huh. Ricardo Don't Ramos. Yeah. Who? Yeah, I didn't see this. I didn't <laughs> see this happening either. Oh, it's my a, God. They had a big scramble. They're on the ground rolling around, and then Jordan ends up getting a, guillo- a guillotine. And, man, yeah. I didn't even think it was that tight when I saw it. Yeah, I mean, I, all I can think is that it was just clean. <laughs> just as clean as you can get it. And Jordan knew it. And what I liked is even his speech afterwards. He's like, I mean, this fucking this fucked up. I'm, I'm, I'll fight anyone. I'm the best. Can't you guys tell? Like, they keep putting him against these, like, guys that are sort of just a little below him instead of pushing him up. You know, because what did he have that one loss? He was on a streak there for a second. Then he had that one loss. And it was even by decision, I believe. Or he might have got stopped one fight. But nonetheless, he's been fighting top competition. And now they're putting him against, I mean, Ricardo Ramos fights once every six months. Six years, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Brian. I, I did think this could, this was going to be a striking clinic for sure. <laughs> thought it was going to be intense. And uh, Jordan was the one, you know, ended up taking the victory, which I don't know if either one of us really predicted that. I knew it was going to be a fight. But I, I wouldn't have leaned heavy on Jordan or Ramos, really. I thought it was it, it was up in the air, you know. Uh, Brian Battle, A.J. Fletcher, they both come in with the, A.J. Fletcher's, like, shaved bald. Brian Battle's got, like, I don't know what kind of color that was. Some kind of uh, light Mustard. brown hair or something. Rustic. <laughs> Mustard. Battle, he got knocked down the one knee with the big elbow in the first round. But then he bounced back and uh, ends up getting a choke. Uh, Brian Battle, I swear, he just improves a little bit every fight. And A.J. Fletcher, you know, now he's lost three of his last four. And I don't think he's that bad of a guy, but he's faced some stiff either. competition in there. Yeah. I think the situation here with Battle is, like you said, constant improvement, and there's nothing that he's going in there unprepared for. Does that make sense? That even includes the shots that he would take. And I think AJ's problem is he's such an explosive guy. He's such an athletic guy. He burns himself out quickly. And when you burn yourself out, that's that's not just physically, it's mental as well. It gets to a point where you start making a mistake. And when you catch yourself in a mistake, that could be it, dude. It's a a fight game. This This shit ends fast. And all it is is somebody capitalizing on a mistake that you made on yourself. 
You know, they're going to try to impose their will the best they can. But once you make a mistake and the person notices it and capitalizes, that's when you got a good fighter. That's that's high fighter IQ. And AJ himself, he's an explosive guy. He can finish in the first round. The thing he has to do is be more technical about it. He's got to be smarter with these shots. He's got to be going in, the, in there with that mindset. Fighting a guy, he's always a little bit undersized, too. So maybe it's a weight thing. Maybe he should go down. You know, drop a weight class. Maybe that'll benefit you because the explosiveness isn't going to go away. That's going to stay there. It's the stamina. It's the endurance. It's the fight IQ. It's all that stuff that's going to go away and be more difficult for you when you're fighting a guy who's always a little bit bigger than you. You know, what is he, a welterweight, 170? Could he do a 155? Because that's 15 pounds. You know what I mean? That's mm. heavy. And he's pretty goddamn solid already. Mm. I just think AJ, again, he needs he needs to fight some lighter competition. He's, he's Brian Battle's not a guy that he should have been fighting this early. In my straight up opinion, battle should be being pushed right now with what he's what he's been doing. Come on, dude, this is fucking crazy. I think he even probably thinks that. I don't know why he even took the fight. Nobody else wants to fight him. Maybe does Marina Rodriguez, Michelle Waterson Gomez. This was an absolute beat down destruction. A yeah, Waterson bad, bad. as soon as the fight started, Waterson had a quick takedown. Rodriguez was back up and just started beating on her. Put her in the, had to clinch on knees, elbows. I saw her grab her hair a couple of times. I know no one complained. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but her hair was like uh, undone a little bit. Like during the fight, it was like kind of uh, fucked up. But yeah, she was a bloody mess. The ref finally stopped the fight. Uh, yeah, she uh, she got mounted and beat up, and the ref stopped it. And she she was a bloody mess. She looked terrible. And that needs to be the end of her in the UFC. It has to be. Well, she's going to fight Angela Hill before they retire. Um, <sighs> the thing that I forgot about Marina was that she, who did she just recently fight? She fought for the belt, if I'm not mistaken, right? She fought Amanda Nunes or she fought somebody at the top of the fucking heap and See, didn't do fought, well. Uh... She also, she got put up against the fence, started getting tagged. I don't remember. Oh, it doesn't yeah, matter. She, that Verm, that Ver, Verna Janber, yeah, I don't know that guy. To guy, might as well be a guy. That lady's name, <laughs> the Verna Janberubi guy, a uh, person, and then okay. Amanda Lamos. That's so, what I thought. Lamos, right? Yeah, they're, they're two now, tough opponents. Yes, Lamos has the power. That's the difference between her and Marina. Marina's more of a Max Holloway striker. She's a volume striker. If she gets you in a position where you're not moving away from her strike, she's gonna put them all over you, dude. And that's knees, elbows, Muay Thai striking. You know what I mean? And she's devastating with it. The problem is. Fighting somebody who actually has a chin, right? And that's going to be the top of the heat. Michelle Watterson might be top of the heat just because she has a name, but she ain't shit, okay? You fight Manon Farat, you know, Rose Namajunas, uh, Jessica Andrade, girls like this, you know, top of the heat girls that can take these shots. How does Marina do against them? How does she fare? She's losing against Lamos already, right? Yeah, and, and, and Watterson's lost six of her last seven now. Yeah, she just looks good while she fights. That's it. And that one win was I'm not, Angela I'm not even Hill. saying pretty, Sam. I'm not even saying attractive. I'm saying she just looks like she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And it never pans out for her. It's like a <laughs> loss by decision because you don't even score points when you strike. <laughs> All right, God damn it! this next fight. What the fuck happened, man? What happened? <laughs> Danny Gay, man, all, I, I would have put all my breads in, in his baskets or eggs or whatever he carries in his basket because Danny Gay's got this horrifying power. I'll say yes, horrifying Yes, he does. Power. But Mitchell's and takedown skills are just they're, they're good. Parallel. <laughs> but what happened? Why didn't he do that the last time? Bryce got beat up the last fight, did he? He took, he took some bad strikes. He, I think he got opened up. I think he got cut up in oh, his last I'll fight. I'll tell you what happened. He faced that Elila 
the top of room. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's the reason why. Okay, okay. <laughs> now let's let's make a new argument because allegedly that's who's fighting Alexander Volkanovsky now. <laughs> and people are saying how easy it's going to be for Volkanovsky. Hold on, this is a guy that tried to fight Patty Pimlet in the hallway. <laughs> this is a real fighter. This is not who anybody else that fucking Volkanovsky has faced. He's not like these guys. He's not from your country. He doesn't speak your language. But he's hungry as fuck, dude. I miss those guys as champions. I'm tired of regular guys that speak English being champions, dude. Fuck off. You guys ain't got shit to say. I'd rather listen to Jose Aldo attempt to say, I like to fight. You know what I mean? That's what I, and then everything else in Portuguese or Khabib. You know what I mean? There's too many regular ass white guys or, or just American guys as champion now. Let's get some fucking guys that don't even speak our language in there and get a translator every time he devastates a guy. And Taporia is the man. You know what I mean? That's a tough, that's tough for him. So Bryce Mitchell, the fact that, I mean, where was Bryce Mitchell sitting if now Taporia is fighting Volkanovski? That's wild. <laughs> How high up on the, you know what I mean? Uh, Dan Ige, too. I mean, these I mean, tough guys, tough Mid- guys. Both Ige tough guys. has power. I mean, he, he fucked Mitchell's eye up. My God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Early. <laughs> early. And then, then even afterwards. Now, what do you think about the uh, the the speech afterwards? People the, are giving uh, Bryce a lot of shit about the Bible thing. I don't know, even know what he said. Uh, you know, I don't care about any of that, except for... <laughs> I was getting a little nervous when he goes, he walks in and like one of the first things he says is who comes in with his Bible and he goes, I don't think the fires in Maui were, were set by, uh, they were man-made. And I was thinking, shit, man, here we go. He's going to bring up some electronic weaponry, so a fucking laser or something. But then I he mean, goes, I think they were set by Satan. Well, that's exciting. I mean, I do like the theory because it's one of two things is going to happen. He's going to get an appearance on the Joe Rogan experience or Max Holloway is going to be really upset. There you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but he did uh, take over. He, 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 one thing cool is, well, I thought it was okay, is when Michael Bisping came in to interview him, he grabbed Ige and he's like, don't go anywhere, you're staying right here. And I'm like, wow, that's okay, pretty cool. Maybe he's going to give him some props. And he did give him his props. You know, he's like, this was a, one of the toughest fighters I ever faced. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, uh, you know, Ige, which I didn't even realize Ige was from Hawaii. But he said, Ige's from Hawaii. I'm donating $5,000 to the people of Hawaii. And I'd like you to pray with me. As soon as he said, I'd like you to pray with me, Bisping, I'm out. Bisping's out. He's like, I'm out. Yep. But they, they kneeled down and prayed right in the middle of the octagon. You know, it is what it is. And... Dana White was asked about it. He's like, I'm not muzzling our guys. I'll let our guys show their personality. I like no, that. I like no. it. I'm good so, with that. Yeah. I like that, actually. You know, no matter what they say, fuck it. Let them say what they say. I mean, the one guy said, called the dude a, yeah. the audience <laughs> the F word, right? Yes. Fucking went off on him. Yes. Crazy. And then you got this guy coming in being like, hey, fucking Jesus and stuff. We're all brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, hey, you know, you get it. But, yeah, it was, you know, it was interesting. And, yeah, for some reason, my mind went to... Oh, fuck, man. He's going to put on some conspiracy theories, which, I mean, yeah. you know, you could say Satan starting the fires is conspiracy. But I was I was True. thinking it was like some 5G shit, some electronic weapons. My mind went, oh, fuck. Here we go. Yeah. Gonna, I don't know. I thought he was going to say something even crazier than Satan starting the fires. You know, some could argue that too much sun is a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe Bryce is spending too much time outside in those fucking UV rays, just frying up that brain. He's gonna have to throw on one of those aluminum hats, aluminum foil hats, man. Get himself right with the world. Uh, but no, I, I, I. What do we do now? Where does he go now, though? 
You know, not not with the That's a really stupid, good question. <laughs> ridiculous speech afterwards. But who's he fight? Where's he at now in the standings, man? He, I mean, he beat Dan Ige, sort of dominated him. Man, how many more guys could you possibly do that same thing to? Is my question. Like Dan Ige never the, came uh, across rankings. as a wrestler, whereas these other top guys in this division, you know what I mean? They they have wrestling backgrounds. They're they're good with that type of shit, or they're gonna they're better at takedown defense. You know what I mean? I don't know. Who's, who do we got? I mean, it's featherweight, so. Has he fought Calvin Cater yet? The I name think so. Going out there. No, I feel like a lot of his first fights were just wrestlers. Mm. Now he's starting to fight guys that only stand, you know? Yeah, That's I mean, what it is. Give the kid his props, man. He's, 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 he's doing well, 16-2. and Giga Ch- Chikadze. He's got a, some people in there. Yeah, Arnold true. Allen. I like it. I like that one a lot. Well, it's a, in in no. in Europe. Uh, so, anyways, let's talk about this fucking main event, man. Oh, what a if disappointment! It a, if it was an event to any <laughs> actual degree, it was the main one. It was the last one. But was it a, an event? Uh, I don't know. What do you so, think, man? I'll let you go first. Faziz came out in that first round and was stolen tons of body kicks, some leg kicks, but a lot of kicks to the body. And I'm like, wow, those yeah. some badass body kicks. And then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it was nonstop. Gamrat doing a whole lot that first round, really. But I don't, uh, I don't know. in my mind, I was I was seeing very similar things, and I, that's very Fazeev's style, where he'll keep you in. He's his pressure is weird. You know what I mean? Like you can't. You try to make a move for a, a one strike, and he hits you in the fucking stomach with something else. You're like, <laughs> I can't get, I can't move forward. And because Gamrat is predominantly, at least in my mind, a wrestler. You know, he wants to take you down, wants to do the ground thing, and then he, you know can't cut the distance cut the angle that's the sort of the same that's what Fazeev's specialty is at least in my mind yeah then he tried to kick Gamrot in the second round and his knee he was using as uh you know the knee on the ground like twisted and he had some kind of freak knee injury uh I didn't really see the injury I couldn't tell I saw where he was grabbing I saw the way that he fell but what I noticed is how he had caught the elbow. He basically threw that that kick, caught the dude and the uh, caught Gamera at the edge of the elbow, and I think that's what threw the knee out. Yeah, you, you know, know I, mean? I like, saw that and I was wondering, like a split second at first, I thought you know maybe he fucked his ankle up. That's what I thought. I thought it was know, the foot but, for sure. But yeah, it was the other leg, it like popped out of place at the knee. You know, hopefully the guy's going to end up being all right. But yeah, I mean. You got to wonder how long you can keep that up. You know, the leg kicks, the chopping the wood, all this shit, the fucking mm-hmm. the, the body and all this. It's tough, man, on the legs. It's got to be. It, you know, you can strengthen them up as much as you want, but we've seen this happen way too often, man. What happened to what, Chubb or something? Running back recently just got injured. Oh, There's... Nick Chubb. Oh, that was. Uh, Who's the other one? Uh, Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, that was ridiculous. They pay all that money to get him in. The guy doesn't even get a get to complete a pass. Incredible, incredible. It's huh. like you can't you can't write the shit, dude. You can't write it. That's some that's movie shit. That's that's called the replacement, Sam. <laughs> Where the fucking whole starting lineup dies in a plane crash, and now we all got to fucking take over from the high school. <laughs> you know, whatever it might be, but bizarre, man. Uh, the legs are a lot more brittle than I think we give them credit for. We need to start giving our legs some more credit. Start throwing with our hands, man. Hey, what do you think of of Israel Adesanya having a DUI over, I believe it was in Australia, right before his last fight. It's just coming out. 
that he pleaded well, guilty it, in court to it. What do I think about it? I think it's terrible. It looks bad for his his fans, you know, his young fans that look up to him. He's he's very well respected, especially over there. You know, those those youngsters that are taking after him and getting into the sport because of him, and then he goes and does something like this that is so juvenile, very much that of a, you know, dumb college athlete. You're past that. You're a grown adult person who has been a world champion, who has been well-respected and, and inspired other fighters, even your peers. And then you go and do something so trashy as this. They, If he had a belt, I'd take it away right in front of his mother. You know, I'm just kidding. I don't give a fuck at all, Sam. All the, <laughs> all the money all. you made, all the money you make, you have someone drive you. You call a fucking Uber. Yeah, right. You mean the app? You got all this shit but right Sam, on your phone. Then, you got like 10 apps hey, on your phone to bring someone to pick you up. It makes no sense to get behind the wheel. If your car costs three hundred thousand dollars you have a driver drive it drunk (laughs) (laughs) you have a driver i'm gonna drive it drunk sam why would you want to experience a three hundred thousand dollar fucking sports car wasted dude that's how people die okay let's be serious let's get serious i was just reading what uh bisping had to say uh here we are i'm not defending israel adesanya because drunk driving innocent people lose their lives and it's disgusting thing but I think if most people are honest, I think they could admit to having a beer, thinking I'm fine, and jumping behind the wheel. Sure, dude, that is, but that is defending them, though. Sure. <laughs> uh, here's the other thing that I can add to this, though. This is where it gets, this is where it gets a little dicey. Shout out Brendan Schaub. Uh, how much shit did he gave John Jones for his DUIs and shit? Now you look dumb. Yeah. You were only, you were only sitting on your high horse because you never got caught. Now you got caught because you're driving around a fucking orange McLaren S7, whatever the fuck it is. People are going to look at that car and be like, that's a nice car. He doesn't seem to be driving it well. <laughs> Let's pull him over for a second. Like, you either don't know how to handle it, sir, or you're inebriated. Also, there's no other car like that on this road, so you could have only been you could have been the only one pulling away from that Applebee's. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Shit face. <laughs> the cheesecake in there. <laughs> you haven't had the cheesecake. It's phenomenal. It's like, sir, license and registration. Huh? No, the cheesecake, though. <laughs> I don't know. It's very interesting. I don't know what the fuck they have over there and wherever he's at. I bet they don't even have an Applebee's and I look like a fool. God damn it. Who knows? They're eating something with fish, I think, right? They eat fish, kangaroos. What do they eat? It doesn't matter. How did Alexander get so big but small at the same time? You know what I mean? Volkanovsky. Oh, Should have said Volkanovsky. Would have been a funnier joke. Let's get out of here. Yes, I'm spiraling. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. Yeah, brother, you too.